This is M.I.P. With Masamela Mafumo. Mark Thompson. Get woke. Ladies and gentlemen, something big is happening tomorrow night in a place called Mound Bayou, Mississippi. We want to let you know what Mound Bayou is and what it's all about. Let me try to explain it this way. Mound Bayou, we know all about Tulsa and Black Wall Street. Mound Bayou, as for some of you to understand, would probably be the Tulsa of Mississippi, or we might want to say Tulsa is the Mound Bayou of Oklahoma. That's probably the better way to say it, uh, considering our guests here. I'm sure that's how they would like for me to say it. Um, but a, 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 a thriving black community, and there's a museum. Many people don't know. We hear about Jackson and other places, but what about Mount Bayou? The Mount Bayou Museum is having its first annual gala tomorrow night, August 12th, 2023. And we have some very esteemed guests here to tell us about the museum, the gala, and for those of us who don't know, to introduce us to the great black city of Mount Bayou, Mississippi. And those guests are the co-founders and organizers of the museum, Herman M. Johnson Jr. and Reverend Daryl Johnson. Welcome both brothers. Thank you so very much. We're glad to be here. Glad to have you. And another dear friend is with us whose parents, when they were married, they left Alcorn. I think I have that right. And they went, they, they met at Alcorn and then they went to Mount Bayou um, I, I, after they were married, I think I had the right, but she'll tell us, she'll get me straight on all of that. Their wonderful daughter. We just celebrated Merle Evers' 90th. It was, I was so honored to be a part of that down in Jackson with the Merle, Megan Merle Evers Institute. Rena Evers Everett is with us as well. The daughter of Megan Merle Evers. Rena, how are you? I am just so happy to be with all of you. Um, and I'm doing well, trying to recoup from uh, a, a lot of festivities that uh, Reverend Mark, you and I have been a part of for the right. last two months. That's right. We've been running. <laughs> and I just want to say hello to my brothers, Johnson, uh, the other brother, Johnson. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I like that. The brothers Johnson. I like that. <laughs> and um, we have all been connected um, as you will hear uh, throughout our lifetimes. And it's just wonderful to always uplift. And I'm going to say it first, the place that I was born and, and the people who supported um, my parents being there. And just one correction, Mark, all corn, not alcorn. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's why you look like that. I had a facts wrong. I had the pronunciation wrong, y'all. Now that's that's something when folk give you a funny look just on the pronunciation. I thought I had yeah, the facts I wrong. I heard it too, but I couldn't say nothing. So. I apologize. I, I, I apologize. No, no, no. A lot of people make that. Uh, I'm going to say mistake, but it's 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 a sensitive thing to <laughs> those of us who <laughs> whose parents have been there, who we've been there. Uh, because it's a historical site within its own right. Of course, of course, of it's, course. It's a historical site. Well, so, I, I apologize. And and full, dis- right. and full disclosure, I should know better. Because I grew up in Nashville watching Tennessee State football. And mm. Tennessee State and Alcorn used to play back, back when black college football was in its heyday uh, right. in, in the late 60s and early 70s. 
So I know better. It's all corn. Yes, man. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> well, well, first of all, um, uh, Herman or Daryl, the Brothers Johnson, y'all, whoever likes to go first, tell us about the museum in the first place and how it came to be. Well, let me let me just say this, and then and then my brother would will kind of talk a little bit about it. I it was basically uh, I've been in Mount Bayou all of my life, except the fact that I went to Alcorn State University and uh, painted myself purple and gold. So I just you know I just made sure that I'm purple and gold coming back to Mount Bayou in the same tradition as uh, Merle and Mega Empress did. Uh, but the fact is is that when I made it to eighth grade. And and having been uh, uh, coming up in the house with a man that took Mega Everett's job, my dad, uh, and 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 he, me seeing all of these civil rights uh, icons now, and actually being at his leg and holding his leg when he's in all of these civil rights meetings, and and following him around and going to Fannie Lou Hamer's house and telling her that. Uh, uh, I smell chillings and they don't smell good in your house and stuff like that. And and uh, those type of things. I knew when I was eighth grade that when I they handed me the Mississippi history book, it said uh, nothing, absolutely nothing about the history of Mount Bayou. And I thought that that was just a travesty. Something was wrong. And with my young mind, I wanted to know these people that I respected to give me history absolutely purposely hid Mount Bayou's history, hid African-American history, and was saying things that I just did not believe were correct. And it, I just had it in my mind that if we, if someone would have to tell the story of African-American history, this great story that I lived, that, that, uh, that Rena lived, my brother lived, it was going to have to be us. So therefore, uh, just at 2021, we finally, through a, a series of different things, got a building uh, to place, uh, to, to have a museum. And through great miracles of God, we were able to set up a museum in just the last minute. Rena was a part of that. Uh, we actually created a museum like overnight. Rena, you remember? <laughs> oh, yes, I, I truly remember. And I know Herman does too. <laughs> yeah, and so it's been like it's been like uh, for two years uh, to be at this point that we're at. It is absolutely mind-boggling, but it had to be. It was something that I believe God uh, wanted to have, and I could share with you a whole lot about that. But I just, I just believe it's this is a destiny, and we're in the midst of it. But you know, Hermes. Well, I mean, you you took you stole a lot of my thunder. I, I I can just add the only thing I can add to that is that, you know, I was in Los Angeles for most of my life now, from uh seventy seven to twenty to twenty twenty, and um, Daryl will communicate and tell me things about what was going on here, and I read a synopsis. He sent me a synopsis about the history of Mount Bayou. Now I knew the history of Mount Bayou growing up. I thought I did, but when I read that synopsis about uh. Uh, the, 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 the enslaved people coming from Davis Bend and uh, I knew some of these things but it a light went on when I read about how they they bought that plantation developed the highest grade of cotton in the world and then brought that ingenuity here and then all the things they did here um, I, I said somebody needs to tell that story 
And so I took that 13 page synopsis and, and without knowing exactly what I was doing and uh, the gravity of what I was doing, I went over to Screenwriters Guild and I filed it. I said, somebody's got to somebody got to make a movie out of this. And I want this story to be under my name that somebody, if somebody makes a movie out of it. I want to raise my hand and say I was the first one to, 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 to say that this story is, uh, has that weight. And but then uh, circumstances hit. We came here uh, because of COVID, that type of thing. And I left California and the opportunity arose that we could open this museum. And uh, it has been a, a fabulous ride for the last two years. You know, just just um, all the things that that uh, that that we have been able to say about Mount Bayou. And it's it's uh, the story of Mount Bayou on a national scale. Is is something that needs to be elevated? Absolutely. You you mentioned uh, Daryl that you you are the Johnson you all's father succeeded Rena's father in, in what job? What was that? He was he Rena. Go ahead. No, go ahead. He asked you. <laughs> well, whoever, whoever wants to answer it. Go ahead, Rena. Go ahead, Rena. My father was um, hired by uh, Dr. T.R.M. Howard uh, out of Alcorn, uh, out of graduation, and um, came up as an insurance agent, okay, initially. So, um, but... And, and what was the name of that insurance company? Was it Magnolia? Magnolia That's Insurance. Right. right. And um, I just have to... Uh, thank again uh, the brothers, but especially Daryl, because Daryl, you and I have been been hanging with this for over ten years or more right, um, right. about uplifting Mount Bayou, and uh, there's still the sign of the Magnolia Insurance Agency, which is pivotal and critical to understanding a tangible piece of history and making sure that we can connect that with the stories that Herman wants, that has filed. Thank you, Herman, for doing that, really. Um, it And Daryl, you know, go ahead and tell more about your dad because you right. were the one to surprise me when I came up, uh, what, about five years ago? Yeah. We were doing a documentary and, um, you know, it was about our family and it's, it's, there's no story that can be told without Mount Bayou being included and being highlighted because it was a pivotal point in my father's life in order to, to um, elevate his vision on what was right for his people. And Dr. T.R.M. Howard, oh my gosh, this, his story alone needs to be volumes. Yes. I know yes. there's a book, but uh, as you pointed out at the very beginning, uh, that you talk about Tulsa, you talk about Black Wall Street. Okay, Mount Baya was the business mecca of Mississippi. All right, there's Fair Street in Jackson, but it's nothing, nothing ever compared to Mount Bayou. It, and and, and, and it was this, was, this was also an all-black city too, right? It was right. an all-black city. Okay. Founded, established, 
thriving hospital, which I was born in, by the famous Dr. T.R.M. Howard. He, he delivered a, my brother, Daryl Kenyatta, and I. And um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And even in the Till movie, it shows a little bit of that. And I'm so glad that that happened. But Daryl, please go ahead. Yeah, so it, uh, it, 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 number one, Mega was deep. He was, he was deeper than really, I, I wish his story could really be told because what was going on in his mind as I read about how deep he was, he was, he was passionate about not only African-Americans, but African mm-hmm. who came to America. That's how deep he was. Uh, and so to, to have a place that was an absolute sanctuary for African-Americans to, to, I call it a place where other people called us chickens, where they would send eagles to fly. And Mega was one of those eagles that was provided that sanctuary. He and Myrna and Mount Bayou through Magnolia Mutual Life Insurance Company. But the fact was, is that that just was not an insurance company, but it was an incubator for the civil rights movement. And that place uh, was housed people like Mega Evers, Merle Evers, uh, Dr. T.R.N. Howard, who came from those places, speaking about the injustices that African-Americans had to face and how they were calling the names of the, the, the congressman and the, the governor on a constant basis. Uh, he was a field secretary for the, uh, uh, Mega was a field secretary, but actually he wasn't just dealing with insurance in the fields. So those were the places, that was the place that, that uh, and then, you know, you could, you had to, you called the church a church, but it was an incubator. These Places that blacks met in Mount Bayou was an incubator to help people understand life and how to live this life in a racist South. And so uh, that was very important. And Reno is important to us now. We call each other brothers and sisters. Uh, we, 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 share, we share the same desk typewriter chair <laughs> of our parents. <laughs> wow. And, and that's in the museum. That's when he surprised me, um, and and he gave me. I called him. I said, "Hey, this is a, a documentary that's going on. You are the person to talk to about Mom Bayou." Took me around, and I love, I love his father, your father. Um, and um, he said, "I have a surprise for you." And so we went to their home, and his father showed me. They showed me the typewriter, desk, and chair that my father used and then his father, their father used. And it was just amazing. And, and um, it sent chills up and down my spine when I sat down there just to, to know what was really being put. And, you know, Dr. Howard had such a amazing charismatic following about activism and with uh, Regional Council of Negro Leaders having conferences in Mount Bayou at tens of 10,000 at that time. 10,000 in 1940s, late 1940s, early 50s. So don't tell me 
that that wasn't a powerful place to be, to be empowered as mm. a race. And then you have presidents of the United States stopping in. Okay. So it's it, and not until Barack Obama was there, a black president. So there was a whole bunch of other people right. stopping in. Other, other looking presidents coming through there. Okay. Also, Mount Bayou played a role. You mentioned Emmett Till. Um, played a role in the Emmett Till saga. Um, it was a refuge for his mom. And and I I'm, I don't I don't have the geography. It, 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 Emmett Emmett was killed not far from there. Do I have that right? Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. He killed him. He killed him uh, in in. He was killed in a bunch of places. You know, they say yeah. he, they, they killed him several different times and he was drove and driven all over uh, two or three counties. But he was taken out of money, uh, I believe. And and that's not far. You know, and then the trial is in Sumner. All those places are. Uh, and then he was actually beaten really in Drew. Um, a lot of that beating went on in Drew. Drew is, is out, of, out of all those different places. Drew is the closest. But they're all within 30, 35, 40 minutes from here. Right. And uh, do I have this correct, too? Is Fannie Lou Hamer also from Mount Bayou? No, she's from Ruville, Mississippi, but okay. she died in Mount Bayou. Okay, yeah. that's what it was. And it's okay. not far. Right. Yeah, okay. it's not that far. It's all the everybody in, in, in these little cities around here, everybody basically knows one another. And, and so she's only about 20 miles from here. So, so the desk and the typewriter that your fathers both shared is in the museum. That's correct. Yeah, and uh, they they he took Megas his first job out of college. He was actually headed to Chicago. He had married my mother, and uh, here he had met her and married her here. But he's from Louisiana, basically, and uh, he had was on his way to Chicago, going to pick up his wife. And go to Chicago and get a job. But somebody had suggested that he talk to uh, Howard. And he did. And Howard gave him a job. And it was the job that Megger had just left. And so he walks into that office. And that office had been Megger's. And uh, so so that thing, when, when they closed the company, all of that furniture came to the house. Wow. That's amazing. And did I also understand that there are... Uh, uh, some of the the costumes or the the wardrobe that was worn in the Till movie has been donated to the museum. Well, yes, we first got the donation from Women of the Movement. Okay, uh, last year we had the props from that movie, but Till came out. You know, of course, last year, and we we uh, we screened it here in Mount Bayou the day before it went out for wide release. And so MGM was here and for a day or two or three. And uh, and they I guess I'm guessing now that they saw what we had as far as women of the movement in the museum. And so we've been going back and forth with them. So we're now getting ready to take the women of the movement props out of this room, one room and we're going to put in the teal props. And that studio MGM is coming in to. Um, to to do that do that themselves uh they wow. have those professional curators and those people coming in to actually and they put money behind it to to that's put good. on that exhibit 
That's great. Congratulations on that. And yes. so since you went to the Screenwriters Guild, uh, did you remind MGM about the screenplay? Are they going to get no. get down with that? But they can't do it now because we on strike. We on strike. We're not going to yeah. work with it right now. But when that gets resolved. Yes. They they you they about that life. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I mean, uh, when, when uh, Keith Beauchamp gets here, uh, I'm going to pull him to the side and we're going to have a conversation. Good, good. Yeah, we're not letting them go without talking about the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. So tell everyone, folks, you know, we're in this moment in this really this African-American historical museum era for a couple of reasons. The Smithsonian has increased the level of popularity, obviously, for these types of endeavors. We know that our history is under assault in the different states and cities being led in Florida, first of all, by DeClantis. And so this is an important moment. And so um, tell us about what's going on. And I want all of our listeners and viewers to get involved, to support. Like I said, I grew up in Nashville. I had not visited the National Museum of African-American History, African-American Music in Nashville until July blown away hadn't been on but a few years blew my mind i'm gonna tell anybody you know you've never been natural don't ever know, go by that museum of african-american music there's so much rich history and there's still not enough space and time to get everything in you spend about four hours in the smithsonian or the blacksonian in dc it takes you a good two hours in nashville but all of these places really could be expanded and this is just the beginning so uh, brother herman tell us about uh, tomorrow night, the gala. And for those of you who I, I, I was going to try to make it, I can't. I apologize. That's why I wanted to do this. And I'm saying to everybody, if you can't make it to Mount Bayou tomorrow, there's still a way you can help. Herman, tell everybody about what's happening tomorrow night. And Rena's being honored. Exactly. Uh, we're awarding Rena, among others, Keith Beauchamp. Uh, there's some other people who have done a lot to help us get to where uh, we are now. And we're awarding them because the gala is really um, we, 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 the awards we're giving away are, are not giving away, but the award we're awarding these people uh, is called the Ben Vision Award. And and we talk a lot here in Mount Bayou forever. We've talked a lot about I.T. Montgomery, who founded Mount Bayou. But we have not talked a lot about his father, who had the vision as an enslaved man for a city like Mount Bayou. And matter of fact, his vision was much, much larger. And we get into some of that at the museum. He actually was uh, looking to build a country, to start a country basically in this area. Uh, and his, he died, of course, and his son took his vision. And uh, so we say for the man to be enslaved and have the vision as large as he had, then um, he needed to be honored. That's why we have that. So the gala tomorrow is a fundraising gala, our first annual fundraising gala. Um, and I, 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 I hear you just said something about the, uh, the music museum in uh, Nashville. A lot of people, when they come here to this museum, uh, they say the same thing. They don't have enough time to actually take in everything that's here. And there is a lot more that we can add to it. And we are, proposing i know our museum here is under five thousand square feet but we feel that we can at least build a fifty thousand square feet uh museum at just to accommodate a lot of the exhibits that are coming some of the things that we have in stores that we can't put out yet 
um, things that we have been promised in other places. Uh, so we we kind of need help and we needed a, 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 to take a step toward that direction. We are under un, uh, part of an effort now to build a hotel here um, and and on that land, we want to build a, the, a new, another museum and other things that the city needs. So um, there's a big effort here because we want to restore Mount Bayou back to uh, the glory that it previously had. You know, and, and, and that's what we need. We, we need these communities restored. Um, where, where can people go? I'm sorry, Rene, you want to say something? Go right ahead. No, I, I'll, all I was going to say is that this is critically important, as you've already mentioned, oh. is that not only are we under attack in various ways with our civil rights, but to erase and recolor um, our history is, is something that we cannot allow. No one should allow uh, in their cultural and ethnic background. They should not. And so this is a critical piece. Mound Bayou really needs to be known internationally in a strong force uh, about what the contributions that have been given prior to the 50s because there's a lot that has not been stated. And so I just want to stress, and I know you were going to say that, but please support the, the Mount Bayou Museum and the efforts of understanding our total history. Amen. No, we must do that. Uh, Remdale, tell people where to go to, to, even if they're not coming, to, to buy tickets to support the gala and support the museum, where they can go, what website they can go to to make donations. There are two websites. Good. There's one website that is active now specifically called MountBayouGala.com. That is uh, the website you can go directly to go and buy all of your tickets. But just in case you want to explore the museum, there is a button right at the top of the museum's website, which is MountBayouMuseum.com. So two websites, MountBayouGala.com and MountBayouMuseum.com. Both of them will take you to get tickets and, and uh, for the gala tonight. But the other ones, uh, the other one, Mount Bayou Museum, will absolutely help you to understand some of the things that we're doing and to be able to uh, see our visions. And, and can I just add that, that, that we believe as great as Mount Bayou was, we believe our future is uh, our future is much bigger than what we used to uh, be here. So uh, and that's where that's where we stand. And that's why that's our push. And that's what we believe. And and, uh, and and so that's where we're going. Mount Bayou Gala.com, Mount Bayou Museum dot com. Um, folks, this is so much to learn, so much to share. I want to thank all of our guests for joining us. Please support this. Uh, and, and let's get to Mississippi. I couldn't make it for this weekend, but I'm going to come down there uh, and I'm going to check it out uh, and do everything I can to promote it. I hope you will, too. I, I should mention one of my and I was sharing with Herman offline just the other day. One of my family churches in Nashville had a very famous pastor whose family came from Mount Bayou. He came from Mount Bayou, uh, Kelly Miller Smith, Jr., who, oh. who, who knew your dad, uh, knew your parents. Yeah. Right. Um, his, his heritage is, is in Mount Bayou and, and 
and intend to let the family know about that um, so they can be involved. But we need to support. We need to, especially now, because let me just say this, folks. When when cities like Mound Bayou and Tulsa and, and all of in, in many cities in, in, in the south, we had a street. Nashville had Jefferson Street. We had streets that were ours. But we also had a form of education that was ours. It came from the church. It came from the Masonic halls, wherever it was. Right. We didn't we didn't wait on some governor to tell us what we could teach our kids yeah. and what they should know. Amen. So it's important that, you know, it, it may take us a minute to get back in the habit of having our own freedom schools in our living rooms and in our church basements. But one thing we can do, we have these edifices today that are called museums and doing this great work and continuing that ministry and, and mission of educating us about our history. So we got to support this. I, 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 I beseech you. Moundbayougala.com. Please, ma'am, please, sir. Moundbayoumuseum.com. Give what you can and let's continue to help build this great place. Um, I want to thank uh, my very special guests and um, thank them for joining us. Mound Bayou Museums, Brothers Johnson. I like that. Y'all should just call yourselves that. That's cool. Brothers Johnson. <laughs> Uh, uh, Reverend Darrell, Brother Herman, and of course, uh, the firstborn, the darling daughter. You were born there. How old were you when, when the family moved to Jackson, Rima? Um, three, two, three. Okay. Okay. Three, three. But that's your home. That's your birthplace. That is. That Amen. is. But Reverend Mark, we want to thank you. Thank you. Right. With, with what you do. Yes. And, and how you empower us and how you are faithful. And and we we come from that strength that you give us. So thank you. Yes. Thank you. Rena, that's so kind of you. I appreciate that. I, I don't know what it is. I can't help it. I just <laughs> I wake up in the morning and I'm like, you, we do, got to do you it. You know what it is. You do know what it is. And you know where it come from. Yes, amen. Okay. You're right. You're right. Remember, Mark, can I can I close like a preacher? Come on, please. I just I just I'm because I'm a preacher. Yes, sir. And I just want to say something. They tried to kill the truth. His name was the truth. His name was Jesus. And every time you put the truth and try to cover it up, it comes back up and it keeps spreading itself. So I get happy when that assault, it makes me, the Bible says, count it all joy when you fall into tests, trials and temptations. I get happy when I see somebody thinking that they can kill our history because the more they try to put their foot on our history, the more those same people that's recipients of them trying to hide will go and try to find out what that history is that they're trying to hide. And that's what's happening now. That's why so many people are coming to our museums and trying to find what the real history is about African-Americans. And that's why we have to be ready to tell our story. Amen. 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 Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. As always, perform an act of kindness on behalf of an elder or young person. Write a letter to a sister brother who just so happens to find her or himself incarcerated. 
Offer libations to the ancestors upon whose sturdy shoulders we all now stand, and above all, give thanks to the God of your understanding by whatever name you call her and him. All God asks of us is that we give each other love. Thanks for giving MIP love, and please remember to subscribe and give us a five-star rating. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been made plain.